0: Welcome to our sixth episode of Bruin Success, where we talk to UCLA alumni and discover the many paths to success beyond UCLA. I'm Katie Russo, joined by student podcast team member Natalie Dybeck, and today we are privileged to be joined by Los Angeles native Jonathan Franklin, who works in community affairs and engagement for the Los Angeles Rams. The name may sound familiar to many of you, as Jonathan was a standout UCLA football player and graduated in 2012 with honors and a degree in political science before he was drafted the Green Bay Packers. In fact, he has quite the resume and still leads the Bruins in all purpose and career rushing yards, along with having the seventh most career rushing yards in Pac-12 history. Jonathan now works for the Rams and uses the power of football as a platform to develop the youth into the future leaders of society. He's also a recipient of the Conejo Valley 40 under 40 award and a recent graduate of the Southern California leadership networking class created through the Los Angeles Chamber of Commerce. Jonathan, First of all, congratulations on being recognized as one of Conejo Valley's 40 under 40, and thank you so much for coming back to campus today and taking the time to talk with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here on the sixth episode of Bruin Success and excited to see where the conversation goes today.
2: Great, well, to start us off, tell us a little bit about your work in community affairs and engagement with the Rams. What does a day in the life look (laughs) like? And what are the most challenging and most exciting parts of your job?
1: Right, I love it because my job is extremely broad. You know, I take passion being a native Angelino, right? Um, so I have an opportunity to oversee our youth and high school football development and speak on behalf of our our organization at various events and and also support our government affairs side. So it's really understanding the issues uh, of Southern California, right? You, you talk about within education and, and really using that to to break the the cycle of poverty, you know, and and creating opportunities for our youth to be exposed, you know, to dream beyond just entertainment and sports, but really understand their worth, right? And not allow socioeconomics to be a barrier when we promote inclusion and community, right? Within our youth um, demographics. But also that goes to social justice as well, as we do a lot of programs where we work to integrate um, the LAPD officers and beyond, right? To, to bridge those gaps. We've done some work in a mentor correctional facility And then speaking at many different events as well, extremely broad um, opportunities that I'm able to be a part of and the impact that we're able to have as an organization to really, I look at it as providing hope where it doesn't exist while maintaining it where it does, you know. Um, So, yeah, it's a lot happening in Los Angeles, right? You have close to over 700 schools. You have more than 5,000 nonprofits. You have about 12.1 million plus people in just Los Angeles, you know, so. Um, our impact um, doesn't stop, but it's exciting to continuously grow and learn, and yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So going from star football player at UCLA um, to being drafted by the Packers, can you tell us a little bit about um, your trajectory since leaving UCLA and um, getting to the Packers and then also after the Packers, I know, I think you were at mm-hmm. Notre Dame for some time doing work there. Um. And curious as well, you know, if going to the NFL was always the dream and, and a little bit more about that part of your story.
1: Call me a star football player trying to hype me up here. <laughs> Make me feel good. So I, honestly, football came about. It, it really was an opportunity to just embrace my family. And I'll tell a quick story because um, it's funny how I'm working in community. And I started playing a game of football to to create a community um, with my family at first. You know, I had a grandfather. That was the rock to my family and he ended up passing away. And when he passed away, my family kind of broke apart. Um, after he passed away, we, he had a, I had a dream and he was in that dream. And pretty much we was at my grandparents' home and he came up to me and he said, I'm still here. Um, a few weeks later after that, um, I was at my first football practice ever and the coaches were passing out jerseys and my grandfather passed away at the age of 62 and the jersey they threw to me was number 62. Wow. So I really thought just the game of football was an opportunity for me to be a leader in my family and bring them together. I go on to Dorsey High School and, and realize the community that I'm in is very broken, um, under 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 resource. Um, and not many people going to college or being successful and, and the game of football for me became Embracing that leadership role, you know, with my community and going to college, being the first one in my family and um, one of few that, that came, went to college as well. So um, community was everything for me. And, and as we talk about um, leaving UCLA, you know, the, the next steps, you know, I was extremely blessed uh, to be a graduate, you know, major in political science. And, and during my time here, I was blessed to intern with former mayor Antonio Villaragosa, which really led to that. And again, place an emphasis on community. And civic engagement. So went to Green Bay and thought my career was going to take <laughs> off, right? I, I really fell in love with football. It's interesting. Um, high school, as I mentioned before that, was all community. When I got to college, I fell in love with the game. Uh, I really did. And it was tough because I came to UCLA as a safety, moved to running back, didn't get in, was six on the depth chart and really had to work my way up and earn that position. into to really understand that perseverance and that resilience um, allowed me to develop a, a even more passion where football became more than a game to me. It was my identity. It was my everything. So I'll go to the Packers drafted in the fourth round embracing um, this amazing sport. And uh, about the 12th game of the season, um, I suffered what was called a spinal contusion. Um, my rookie season, um, I was hit pretty much on the field, returning the kick. And I was, paralyzed for a few times uh, laying there. Little did I know that would be my last time playing um, that game and the transition from there was, what was next? You know, football was everything. And although I had passions of being involved in the community or people called me the mayor, <laughs> you don't really prepare for those moments, right? Cause you had these expectations that for me, football was gonna last forever. So um, at the time when the game ended, I, I really, fell into depression and and lost a part of of Jonathan and didn't know who Jonathan was. Um, And it was tough and and it was scary. And and during that point of time, um, my faith definitely led me through, but also it was one of my favorite quotes by John C. Maxwell and it goes, life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you. And I realized that it was more to me than just football, but I had to choose my passions, my dreams, and that was community and going back to that, my why. So every day I made a choice to bring me closer to that. And after my injury with the Packers, I, I just reached out, emailed the organization and was blessed for them, the Packers, to bring me back and ro- worked in a rotational internship. From there, I was advised to create a LinkedIn. LinkedIn does work, everyone. <laughs> Listen in. I was advised to create a LinkedIn. And within a few weeks later, the senior athletic director from the University of Notre Dame, he messages me and um He asked me, you know, to to give him a call. I did. And Notre Dame flew me out on a Friday, offered me a job on Sunday. I go to Notre Dame and I'm developing community programs for the athletic department and as well as we're developing leadership curriculum for the student athletes, along with leading a Bible study as well for them all. And during my time at Notre Dame, I'm there for probably a year and a half. And I get home, I walk home, and there's a text on my phone. And pretty much is from the president of the LA Rams, Kevin Demoff telling me that the Rams are returning back to Los Angeles. If I was interested, to give him a call.
2: Uh-huh. I thought it was
1: one of my friends, so I ignored it probably <laughs> a little longer than I should have. Don't tell him that. But um end up giving Kevin McCall, Kevin McCall. The Rams brought me out, and now I'm here going on my fourth season uh, with the LA Rams. So it's been a it's been a a long journey of growth, of challenge, of resilience. But um, an opportunity to stand fir- firm in my faith and who I am and, and in my community. And it's amazing how my why has brought me back full circle um, into why I chose to play the game, and it's allowed me to stay in it. You know, So it's been a really interesting. I'm thankful. I'm humbled and, and so blessed.
2: That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you've kind of walked us through your career path from going to UCLA and interning with the mayor and then transitioning through the Packers and Notre Dame and then the Rams. But, like, out of all of these, what do you think has been, like, some of your most impactful experiences, like a highlight of your career that's kind of helped you realize that you are passionate about community and, like, what your purpose is? Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is so a tough true. question. Right, Sorry. absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, I, I would say what, what I've gained, what, which I appreciate and, and shows my, my passion more so an understanding for this perspective, right? I think that um, many times, even on... On Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, whenever we're playing, um, what, what puts things in perspective is when I walked into our stadium, right? And we all see the news and see the chaos all over the world. But to walk in, in our stadium at the Coliseum, right, for now, and you see how diverse it is and ethnicity and age and religion, culture, um, and the avid fans and those who don't love football, but everyone coming together for a common good, I think for me always puts things in perspective of why we do what we do and what the power of football can can do. And it's using this game, right, as people look at it and really define and articulate that it as it's more than just a sport. It really does change and impact lives. And, and that's my passion. And, and that's the purpose of really unifying the Los Angeles region and beyond. You know, when we talk about social justice and education and nonprofits, you know, and voter registration, where I'll be out tomorrow, you know, <laughs> with the Secretary of State, you know, Alex Padilla um, at a few high schools, I'm encouraging them to vote. Um, it just paints the picture of what this game of football can do, you know. So um, it's bigger than just the game, and mm-hmm. I think that every time, throughout the season, uh, it reminds us of that in the role that we have to play in Los Angeles and beyond.
0: Um, so you kind of talked a little bit about this already, or or at least um, alluded to kind of your transition and um, some of the tougher moments through that. So. I think you know for student athletes and those um, with an athlete identity, right? Their life has been their sport, and it's a full-time job on top of academics and other life commitments. Um, and being at a university like UCLA, right? There will always be athletes that go on to the big leagues. You know, we have the Russell Westbrooks and Kevin Love's and all those guys. Um, but for many who do end up, you know, hanging up the cleats or sneakers full-time, what advice do you have for them in terms of? Um, recognizing their value and skill set um, that they bring to an organization after they graduate, and n- navigating that life after sport transition.
1: The million dollar question, right? <laughs> now that's amazing. I appreciate that. I, I well, I'm going to go back to perspective. But I'm going to tell a tell a quick story, and hopefully, this comes out right as I'm talking and thinking. But I recall I was. <clears throat> you mentioned I was in a Southern California Leadership Networking class, and and I recall the instructor. She had a lemon on the table, um, and in about 30, 40 of us in this class, and she asked a series of questions of, what do you use lemons for? Where do they come from? And what are the issues behind lemons? And, and everyone in this, the class got into extreme depth conversations of each one of those topics, from uh, lemons come from Argentina, Mediterranean, the issues, citrus canker, immigration, um, what you use them for, you know, from the glisten of the hair, the scent of the garbage disposal, and for me, I went into that looking at this lemon, just thinking, use it for lemonade and it comes from a lemon tree. But the purpose of this exercise was to challenge the, the obvious, to, to challenge what we know and what we believe and challenge our experiences. And through um, these conversations, I was able to take off the blinders and one, accept others people's point of view based off how they were raised, but also reflect on how do I see this lemon? But more, more importantly, where else are the blinders at in my life? And Mm -hmm. I was looking at so many things, I think, as a student athlete, as what they were. And similar to the lemon, I I realized that what I see is a lot more depth than that. Mm -hmm. And and I would just challenge um, the student athletes to take the blinders off their lives. You know, don't just see yourself as a student athlete or or, or as an athlete, but realize that you have much more depth and purpose. And even in regards to the people that are around you, remove the blinders. Like, for instance, friends. Are your friends in your life just to hang out or have a good time? Or are there people that are challenging you and helping you develop and become mm-hmm. the better, best version of you? Mm-hmm. Are the idle time that you have throughout the day, are you using that just to rest? Or are you really um, taking advantage of those moments, managing your moments from reading, from listening to podcasts, from going on YouTube? You can learn about anything that you want. You <laughs> know, it is really important to be intentional in the way that we live. And I think that based off how we see certain things, our perspective, it, it changes our choices. And then also... Um, student athletes have to realize their own worth, right? Going back to that, my first point, you have to realize um, who you are deep down inside. You know, I was a young man who grew up in inner city, who grew up within a single parent household. And I thought football was my only gift, my only ability. And 29 29 years down the road, Mm -hmm. um, I realized I was always much more than a football player, but I just always kept myself in this box of limitation. And in life, road has taught me to look beyond that. So um, it's really you have to know your worth, and you have to be able to reflect on that too, you know. And you have to be able to um, accept those areas of growth. I think many times we ignore the areas that we want to work on in life, and we just focus on the strengths. But if you emphasize your strengths and also focus on the areas that you need to grow, you can really become the best version of who you're called to be. And when those times, like me, when my career was taken away thought I worked on it for 14 plus years and it was taken away within five seconds and I mm. had to figure out what's next. I was able to because I realized what my why was, my, pers- my purpose and I was able to dig and find me. So um, it's all about perspective and everything that you do and the perception of how you see things and how you see them is the way you're going to internalize them. Um, and that's going to direct your next steps in life.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's amazing advice and I really enjoyed the lemon story <laughs> um, to kind of just think about more than meets the eye and looking, you know, underneath the surface at, you know, something or a person and really what makes you who you are. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really appreciate that. And I think such great insight for our student athletes and any anyone with, you know, an athlete identity. I think it's also just amazing for students
2: because a lot of them have only been students. So stepping out of college, right, that's going right. to be such a, a new huge thing transition. For them. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's a perfect example for anyone. Um, one more question for you about the whole sports is we do have a lot of students at UCLA that do want to break into sports as an industry like careers in sports management and you've obviously done a fantastic job being successful in that so what kind of advice do you have for students looking like looking into breaking into the industry and what challenges maybe have you faced that they should be aware of
1: right absolutely and, and this is for students and student athletes what I'm going to say here first I think Growing up, you know, you're taught it's what you know, and and who you know, right? Mm-hmm. But I've learned it's also who knows you,
0: um, all
1: over the career, over my That's career, good. and and it's really important to be willing to to go out and network, right? And after these conversations, when you're networking with these individuals, make sure they're walking away, knowing who you are, talking to you, talking about you, you know, to different colleagues. It's so interesting. I just sent out, um a job application um, for some hires that we're doing throughout the season. But prior to, I called a gentleman. I said, hey, do you have some recommendations? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he fr- Initially, he sent me a list of 60 people. And then I said, "What? who are your top 25? And all 60 of those people knew who he was, but he only knew the top 25 You know that he was going to recommend for this job. And it's really important that you're strategic with your interactions and with your engagement so people can know you. I am where I am because I was able to build that brand and it wasn't what I did on the field. I obviously it carries some weight, but it was the man that I carried, the person I was off the off the field, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and secondly, I would say in regards to sports or whatever your field is, become an expert. You know, really understand what you're getting yourself into and make sure that it's one a true passion. I think people love the luxury to say that they work for an NFL team or work mm-hmm. for a top, top um, organization, but is it really what you want to do and and find something that makes you happy and understand what your values are, you know, what you're going after. Um, If you come in an NFL, you're not going to make immediately six figures. Are you going to be okay with that? Are you going to be okay with uh, being an intern, right? And and, and to that point, um, be patient in that process of of interning and, and learning and growing and understanding that just because you don't initially into organization as an executive doesn't mean you can't get there. Be willing to work your way up, be willing to learn, to grow, and always be prepared for every meeting and every conversation and always think ahead and look at the big picture. Um, you always want to add value, you know, even if you are interning somewhere, you know, what are you adding, That what value are you adding beyond just checking the boxes every day, how you changing the organization to your point, to the point of when when you leave or if you left, you will be missed you know what is something that you do that no one else does
0: yeah that's a good question to think about <laughs> the thing that you'll do that you'll be missed about um, so our last question is um, what does success mean to you
1: wow <laughs> you know it, man I'm going to get a little deep I think because I I I've redefined welcome s- it. <laughs> <welcome> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I redefine success in my life hmm, over these past few months and It's so interesting because growing up, success was, man, i make it to the NFL, I'm going to be fine. If I make X amount of dollars, I'll be okay. Or if I have this job, I'll be fine. But um, the past few months, life has hit me a bit different, which provided me perspective again. And I think it showed me what success and what life means. So she gave me a few moments. So um, last September of 2018, I had an uncle that passed away. That Sunday I was moving to Inglewood and my home was broke broken into. Um, then I drove up to Oxnard to, to move some of my things and slept at my old place, woke up the next morning and my car was stolen. Got another car and then the following Wednesday, I got into a car accident and not any accident, I hit an FBI agent. And then fast forward a month later, um, two of my cousins were murdered um, in their same home. Um, by the 16 year old's boyfriend two moms
0: a month later after that
1: a friend passed away a few weeks later a mentor and now I just ruptured my Achilles uh three weeks ago and and it's so interesting as in life before that I was striving for all these material things right so my car was stolen my home was broken into I had family members whose lives were taken away and I and I was reflecting on after all this hard work that I've, I've been able to do, after all these things I've been able to inquire, what is really the worth of it? Um, if people know who I am or not, if I have a billion dollars or not, when I leave this earth, what's the true worth? And I think that it puts things in, put things in perspective for me of what I'm really living for. And success now is one, being able to experience true joy um, and peace, to be able to look in a mirror and know that the person that I see is enough, and I'm happy with who I am. And it's not because I'm comparing myself to someone else. It's because I have my own values and my own gifts and I'm okay with that. And I'm not content at all. And I'm still working to be the best I can, but I'm okay with that. Um, and secondly, I, I think just being able to be in a moment and be present. I think so many times in life, you go through it waking up, checkbox, checkbox, mm-hmm. go to work or anything. And, and it's really being present and being in a moment and managing a moment and, and learning why these moments happen in life? What is the why? What is what is the lesson? What is the purpose? Um, and, and lastly, for me, success um, is is my faith. You know, I, I, um, it's everything to me, and and it's really um, where my heart is. And and as long as I'm shining my light and, and living upon my faith, then and for me, I'm going to live the most successful life. You know, and be content with that. So, yeah, that's my yeah, own version, yeah. and and I, I'm gonna stick with it.
0: That's yeah. Wow. That might be the most the most deep or powerful answer we've got yeah. to that question. And I think Very what's
2: beautiful and elegant. Yeah, elegant. Yeah.
0: absolutely. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think, right, it's those experiences or moments in life that the curveballs of life that really do provide that perspective um, to kind of, you know, shift your focus and realize what's important in life. Um, so thank you, Jonathan, for um, the conversation today and for taking time to come back to campus. And we really enjoyed um, getting the chance to talk to you and learn more about your story. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks for letting an old timer like me be <laughs> on broad success. Um, it was a great time and blessings.
0: You've been listening to the Bruin Success Podcast. Our guest this week was Jonathan Franklin, Manager of Community Affairs and Engagement at the Los Angeles Rams. You can find more information on Jonathan in the description of the podcast. Follow Partnership UCLA Alumni Career Programs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, or share your appreciation on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're back chatting with Jared Richmond, Senior Account Manager at Wasserman. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.